Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Do you want to live a long and healthy life? The average life expectancy is 76 years. Our guest today is William Shatner, who has surpassed that number by over a decade. He's still acting, recording albums, writing, and traveling with no signs of slowing down. Today, he's going to share with us some of his secrets to living a healthy and prosperous life. His new book is called Live Long and Dot Dot Dot, What I Learned Along the Way. He's going to connect those dots with us today. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an internationally acclaimed actor, writer, director, and producer. He's most recognized for his role as Captain James T. Kirk on the hit television series Star Trek and reprising the role in seven Star Trek motion pictures. He also played the title role in the hit series T.J. Hooker and hosted the reality-based show Rescue 911. He's received Emmy and Golden Globe awards for his role as Denny Crane on Boston Legal. Add to this list of accomplishments, talk show host, critically acclaimed recording artist, and New York Times best-selling author. Obviously, he knows a thing or two on how to live life to its fullest. Here to discuss his latest book, Live Long and Dot, 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 What I Learned Along the Way. Welcome to the show, William Shatner. Thank you, Doctor. It's a pleasure to be with you. Ah, oh, so great to have you with us today. You know, I've been a fan of yours in all the genres that I mentioned in the intro. And this new book, which I thoroughly enjoyed reading, by the way, you share how a health scare changed your outlook on life. Tell us about that. Well, uh, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that I'm sharing secrets of health. I really don't have any secrets. Uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm driving towards uh, the place where I, I uh, house my horses. And I was in about a half an hour, I'll be on top of a horse uh, practicing once again for the competitions uh, that I enter over the year. Uh, the equine sport that I'm involved in is called reining, and it's uh-huh. a very physical sport, demanding physically, demanding emotionally and mentally. You have the patterns to remember, and, uh, and the horses run hard. And it's it's really quite taxing in an effort to be uh, steady on the saddle and uh, indeed get up on the horse itself. I I'm quite rigorous about the workout routine, trying to uh, do exercise at least for a half an hour every day or, or certainly five, six times a week. So the secrets that I have are well-known secrets. And that is eat properly, exercise, and, and get uh, your rest. It's essentially that. Right. I know you're not a fan of the word retirement. I read that about you in your book. Share your thoughts on how retiring can often be synonymous with bringing some people closer to the pearly gates. Well, I, I, uh, I don't know what you're retiring from. Uh, if you're on a job that you don't like and, uh, and, you, and then it's time to leave your 65 or whatever the retirement age is these days, and you leave, you certainly don't want to stop working. Uh, you, you've got to do something creative or something uh, that adds to your life and somebody else's life. Uh, I was asked at some point uh, a little while ago, uh, again, what's the secret? And uh, uh, in trying to search for a new way of expressing what I just told you, I said, help somebody. 
uh, if you're retiring, why don't you retire and help somebody? And that'll keep you alive for a lot longer. Right. I think you bring up a good point. I can count. I, I, there's so many pa- of my patients retire from their job and within a year or two, they end up dying. I think it's because their career gave them a reason to wake up each day and they fail to find that purpose after they retired. So I agree with you. You got to stay passionate about what you do. Well, you know, inadvertently, uh, I certainly didn't plan it. I, I became involved in horses many years ago and I'm finding that in my desire to, uh, to compete and to compete when your muscles uh, uh, are sore and 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 uh, and uh, not as, as stretched as they were, and your bones are more brittle, and your energy level is uh, somewhat less than when you were twenty. Um, in my desire to to uh, to be able to compete, I'm following uh, as strictly as I can uh, those very common words of rest, exercise. And uh, and good food. Uh, I had an occasion to speak to a um, a cancer doctor, a doctor specializing in cancer, um, and uh, his his technology is based on eating properly. Uh, uh, that there are foods that can fight cancer, but eating properly in the way we all know, and even that uh, somewhat mystical doctor. In that the uh, the pyramid of uh, of eating uh, based largely on carbohydrates and ending up at the top of the pyramid fat has, as we all know, recently been turned upside down, and now it's mostly protein and, and carbs at the top of the of the uh, triangle. Uh, but if you keep abreast of the latest findings in in uh, diet, um, that's what you follow. That those are the secrets. Of health, they're uh, they're open to everybody. Back when Boston Legal was airing, which, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite shows, I had patients asking me if I could test them for mad cow disease because they were having memory problems. And, of course, your character, Danny Crane, jokingly blamed mad cow for his cognitive impairment. You're in your late 80s, and your mind is sharp as a tack, nothing like the character you play. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what, what do you credit that? Uh, say it again. What's your name again? They, uh, Friedman? Uh, my attempt at being... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But really, what do you credit your, your brain? I mean, do you, you eat fish? Are you a blueberry lover? Or you just have good genetics? Well, it's probably good genetics. But also, uh, every day, uh, probably without exception, I'm in the midst of creating things, doing things that are creative, I'm taxing my brain all the time, uh, whether it's just memory and remembering lines or trying to create something for television or uh, performing in the theater where I have uh, masses of pages to uh, remember. Uh, The exercise that we talk about that's necessary for your body is also necessary for your mind. So whether it's crossword puzzles that I remember reading about that they were using for people to uh, to keep their brain active or just do something. I mean, I, I meant seriously help somebody in a creative way, and it, uh, it's helping you more than you're helping the other person. 
Right. You know, one thing you mentioned that I really related to in your book is your never say no attitude. You know, they say life passes by so quickly and science shows us because we get stuck in this routine. And when my book came out in February, I decided to take advantage of every opportunity that came my, my way. TV, radio, magazine, speaking engagements. And I will say it's been the longest year of my entire life. So I think one of your most valuable dot, dot, dot secrets in your book is we should take advantage of all the doors that open for us because we're not promised tomorrow. That's exactly right. And that's the theme, essentially, of the book, is to say yes to life, to take advantage of, uh, of things that come your way, whether it's an invitation for dinner or to go for a walk or uh, uh, if you're invited to go to the moon. I mean, take advantage of the opportunities that are offered to you, uh, that are pleasing to you. Go for it. I mean, all you can do is fail, and, and failure is part of living. and and as every entrepreneur knows, you can't be a success without having failed first because you don't know what is the uh, what will be successful and what will fail. Exactly. You know, so many people take excuse, oh, I'll wait till the kids get out of school or I'll wait till, you know, next year. And it's, you know, we run out of time. We've got to seize the day. So I, I love that attitude. I, I really related to that. I want to share one thing with the listeners. It's a profound statement that I saw in your book. You said, quote, I believe the foundation of good health is your mind body connection. People who think they heal faster do heal faster. And it's important to unleash the power of the mind to protect and heal your body. You then shared how by not Focusing on sickness, you can create wellness. That's so profound. Give us an example of a mind-body experience from your life. Well, how many people come up to you and say, how are you? And you're tempted to say, all right. Or you're tempted to say, you know, my left toe is really aching. Or I just had a, a, a cancer. Yeah, anything. When somebody asks me, how am I doing? I say, terrific. You can't believe how healthy I feel. Whether it's true or not. And eventually, because we know there is a mind-body connection, we know that uh, uh, that giving you a uh, placebo works. That placebo has a scientific uh, 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 reason for working. Uh, your mind is in control of your health to a large degree, and you can affect your health and your attitude towards your health by being positive. Yeah, that's so true. I remember reading about a man who was diagnosed with terminal cancer. His doctor told him, get your affairs in order because you only have six months to live. And by golly, just as they predicted six months later, he died. An autopsy was performed and they found they misdiagnosed him. He had no signs of cancer. But because he was mentally prepared to die oh in six months, goodness. it happened. That's one I haven't heard. Oh, that's, yeah. That's extraordinary. Well, the mind's the powerful yeah, captain of our example. ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is so important. So I, I think it can work both ways. You know, you can be negative and positive. So that's that's really good. That's profound. Exactly. Have you uh, have you read? Have you discovered uh, in your medical journals that thing about placebos and and the fact that the body does have a uh, a, a definite reaction to something that could be just sugar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was an interesting study where they they, uh, they studied uh, people drinking wine and they had to lock them in for four days and they were get, getting drunk and they had to sign a disclaimer that they were going to be locked in. And, and they tested their cognitive thought and they were walking and they're slurring and all these people that had slurred speech and couldn't walk and they document it. And you ready for this? 
Half of them had grape juice. It wasn't even wine, but they thought they were drinking wine and got <laughs> drunk. <laughs> but what? But doctor, what is? is, is, is have they found the center uh, uh, of the body that does that? Is, have they have they discovered what the technology, what the mechanism is uh, for the placebo effect? I think it's the same thing with, you know, if you believe it and conceive it, you achieve it. It's the same process that people have when they conceive success. You can also conceive certain things of failure. You can conceive sickness. And that's why I'm saying that positive attitude that you have, that great outlook about, you know, just, you know, slough it off. Or what do you say about it in New York? Forget about it. Just move on. You know, if you've got a cold, just don't dwell on the cold. Think positive. And that's what kind of you said in your book. And I really embrace that. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely believe that. But I'm wondering whether they have, because uh, I remember dimly reading somewhere that they had located the center of how or what the body's doing, what, where the connection is in the mind-body connection. Yeah, there's been stuff linking it to certain areas of the cerebrum. Some of them say it's the limbic lobe. But again, the mind is just, you know, we use 10% of the mind, so there's that 90% that's a mystery. And in that mind is the power to, to heal, the power to excel, or the power to, to rot away if you've got the wrong attitude. So you're right, there's a lot of science that right. we, go, we don't uh, really know. I had heard over the years many times the 10% thing. Then I read somewhere that that's not actually true either, that the mind is being used. We just don't know, as you pointed out. We just don't know how, um, uh, how the mind is affecting the body like that. Yeah, and not only that, a lot of people, when they have a stroke, the body will use parts of the mind that, that, that we didn't think was being used, but it just by, brings it over. It, 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 it brings it over as a, uh, right. as assistant, which is great. So that's awesome. Hey, one, th one thing I want to bring up, not everybody knows this, but you have a successful music career and have worked on some of, with the, some of today's leading recording artists. And one of your albums, you sang Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, which, of course, is a big hit now. And you took that song to a galaxy that no man has ever done before. It was meant... Not to compare your voice with Freddie Mercury, but it was a it was basically the meaning of the song. It was like a theatrical rendition, which I enjoyed. Share with us what inspired you to add recording artists to your bio. Well, I, I've missed a little bit of what you said because of uh, telephone transmission here. But I, 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 I do have uh, two albums uh, as well as that book out there. Uh, I have a country music album. Uh, uh, called uh, What About uh, Why Not Me, um, and uh, and then a, a, a Christmas album that's out there uh, like this this week uh, uh, called Shatner Claus. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, like I said, it's a uh, it's uh, very it, it, it is awesome, and that's part of that creative thing that we were talking about. Uh, I, I was given the opportunity. Somebody asked me. Uh, a, a label, a Cleopatra label, a Cleopatra Records asked me to do uh, a, a Christmas album, and uh, <clears throat> Shatner Claus is the Christmas album, and it's getting marvelous reviews. Uh, and uh, from a creative point of view, I urge you to listen to it. It's taking traditional Christmas songs and um, and giving them a little bend and. Then there are uh, a couple of new things uh, in the album that uh, could very well become popular. Uh, the album itself, uh, Shatner Claus, 
is an album that is designed to be played uh, uh, as part of the Christmas cheer. Uh, sit down and listen to this album. It, it is a, it is a, my wish everybody a, 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 a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, this album is, uh, is part of that desire. Yeah, that's great stuff. I've got to bring up Star Trek. I'm going to have all my fans saying, you didn't even bring it up. You know, not many people know this, but Star Trek, when it first came out, it was not well received. In fact, it was canceled after just three seasons. And fast forward to over half a century later, and Star Trek's considered one of the most influential TV shows of our time. Why do you think it took so long to catch on? Well, that's a good question, and I don't quite know the answer. We were on the air at an awkward time. The, the time slot that we were on was uh, late in the evening. It wasn't a popular time slot. And when it went into syndication years later, um, they were able to, the, they played it at a more reasonable hour and more people saw it. But science fiction has a fascination all its own. Uh, the mystery of, of everything, uh, not only uh, the spiritual questions of why are we, who are we and why are we here? But the, quest, the question of what's out there uh, is, uh, is uh, always fascinating to people who look up into the sky and, and, and with awe and wonder. So stories that uh, apply to that mystery are always fascinating. And that was, I think, the magic of Star Trek. Science fiction is a fascinating uh, uh, piece of literature. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is I love in your book how you said after the series ended, you had like $15 to your name after the series. And ironically, the show ended up creating a ripple effect that led you to this incredible prosperity. So, you know, at the time, who knew? Exactly. Uh, it was a rough time for me after the uh, cancellation of the series. Um, the uh, 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 My marriage had crumbled and, and uh, they didn't, uh, and the expenses involved and uh, all of that had uh, put me behind the eight ball for quite a while. Wow, that's great. You know, a dear friend of mine, actor Andy Griffith, uh, kept working when he was in his 80s. And one day I asked him, I said, you know, why do you work this so, so late in your 80s? And he said, if I sit still too long, people are going to forget about me. And of course, Andy's no longer with us and he still remains an American treasure, loved by millions. When I was reading your book, I wondered, is this part of your motivation to work so hard? Fear of kind of slipping through the cracks? Uh, when Leonard Nimoy, who was a dear friend of mine, died, I was uh, I had made a previous commitment to do a uh, Red Cross benefit, uh, and I I couldn't go to his funeral because I had made this commitment to uh, a thousand tables being sold partially on my name, raising millions of dollars for the Red Cross, and so what I said to the people. Uh, that evening was that Leonard's name and my name will turn to dust in a matter of uh, uh, in the uh, in, in no time at all. Whether it took a day, a week, or a year, uh, within the uh, a, a, a very short period of time, nobody remembers anybody. But what does what does resonate uh, in everybody's life uh, are good deeds, and if you're if you're doing good for the world and for the people and, and for your family, and that will resonate till the end of time, the butterfly effect. Right. So 
personal fame and and uh, and and uh, that kind of thing doesn't uh, appeal to me really. What does is helping other people as best you can. Right. And, and and in doing that, I I have a charity called the Hollywood Charity Horse Show, and it's a uh, it's a, uh, a charity that benefits children and veterans. And if you go to WilliamShatner.com, you can see all the details. But the horse show I've run for 30 years or more now, and we've raised oh three, four, five hundred thousand dollars every year. But over 30 years. That's several million dollars going to children and veterans. So I'm hopeful that that's made a difference in many people's lives, far more than any of the uh, earthly success that I, I, I might have had in, in a television show. Yeah, I will say you've made a definitely a permanent impression on the world, and your legacy will live on long after you leave this earth. And like I said, I'm a bit a big fan of yours, and even more so after reading this wonderful book. So I have to say it again: this is a great book that people should get. Thank you, Doctor David Friedman. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, and your your beliefs and ethics and outlook is uh, inspirational. So definitely, people get this book. And I want to thank you for joining us today and connecting those dots and. William Shatner's new book, Live Long and Dot, 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 What I Learned Along the Way, is available everywhere books are sold. I encourage you to get a copy, and you can learn more about William Shatner at williamshatner.com. And while you're there, be sure and check out his upcoming appearances, his blog post, and all the latest Shatner news. You can follow him on Twitter and Facebook at William Shatner. For my daily health post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to you, goodhealthradio.com and radiomd.com. And while you're there, be sure and check out our podcast library and share segments with friends and family and coworkers and social media. This information we share is too important to keep yourself. You can also subscribe to future podcasts on iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.